as a result, I've worked with a number of consultancies over the years. Um, and, you know, of all sizes, um, you know, from the very small boutiques all the way up to um, the very large big four consultancies. But generally speaking, I've been quite disappointed with, with many. And I think, oh, wouldn't it be great if there was just a specialist consultancy out there, someone who actually lived and breathed and just wanted to do business analysis. And that's what um, that's what their business was. And, um, and for me, that was one of the main reasons for establishing Herd. Welcome to the Inside Business Analysis Podcast. I'm your host, Tanner Jacobs, and today I am joined with Jamie. How are you doing today, Jamie? Hi, Tando. Yeah, I'm good. I'm glad to be here. Very excited. Yeah, me too. I'm, I'm excited that you're on, and um, I'll be really intrigued to see, you know, pick your brain about this topic that we're going to kind of dive into today. But before we do do that, um, just briefly, introductions. Tell us a bit about who you are and what do you do? Yeah, sure. Um so yeah, Jamie Toyne, um, founder of, or recently a founder, uh, I guess, of Herd Consulting. So we're a specialist business analysis consultancy. And um, yeah, that's been, um, we've been going for sort of just over six months properly. And uh, yeah, re- really exciting times, wearing multiple hats, the joys of the startup roller coaster. And uh, yeah, excited to be here to talk with you, uh, Tando, as well. So we're both based in the same town as well, aren't we? We're both based in Chesterfield. I know, I know. Literally a small world. Um, I would have never thought I'd come across another BA in Chesterfield. Because um, <laughs> some people might be listening to them thinking, where even is Chesterfield? It's one of those towns where you've, you've heard of it or you haven't. Um, but if you haven't, it's in between Nottingham and Sheffield, and that might give you a bit more <laughs> a bit more guidance. But yeah, no, definitely local pals, which is great. So how long have you been working in business analysis for? Um, so I've been working in business analysis now for, I was going to say five years, and then I got reminded by a friend recently, you've got lots of grey hair and you've put some weight on and everything else. So um, it's more, it's over 15 years now I've been in business analysis and, and worked across um, a variety of different sectors, so uh, financial outsourcing, um, so like financial services, like BPO type stuff, um, telco, insurance, and um, and central government as well. So been uh, you know nice mix across the different sectors. Mm, nice, nice. How did you get into into it? Ooh, um, so that was a uh, that was you know I like most people it was, it was by chance, and um, so I was working for um, RAC. So the, the breakdown company um, in the automotive glazing side. So it was a company called Auto Windscreens at the time. And um, yeah, I, I, I was uh, asked to go and help them deliver um, software, uh, you know, software training um, to their contact center. So I was told that you're young and you can talk, therefore you must be good at training. And I then started designing some training materials with a few other people and we delivered some training, I think, to 200 or 250 people across their um, contact centre at the time, um, and then after that, I was asked to stay on and start working in process um, improvement. So, I did launch this major thing? There's been some hiccups, like there often is, and they wanted to look at some change requests. So, there's impact assessment pieces there, but also there's some uh, process improvement stuff. And I got into writing some of the change request specs, so the developers and the um, system integrators are working with could work on it. Um, and that's how I fell into it. So I didn't have a business analyst title, um, really. I was seconded. I was um, I was working there originally as a beer money job, drawing my levels. I wanted to do something else after my levels. That didn't work out. So I ended up staying on there and worked there full time. And yeah, I, I fell into it. And then I've uh, 
had a, a very brief stint out of it. But apart from that brief stint, I've been in business analysis since that time. So, um, yeah, 16, 17 years ago, um, that would be wow. now. So, and I don't yeah, look old yeah. enough, Tando, do I? That's what I was, it is. I was just about to say that. You look, you, you look like, you know, you've been doing it for more like 16 to 17 months, not years. Um, but that's that's a long stretch of journey. I mean, it's it sounds like you fell into it, but then it's is it fair to say it's all you've known as well? Um, to some extent, yeah. I've 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 done like a hybrid BA PM role, and I've then led and built practices in business analysis. But yeah, in in one way or another, it's it's mainly what I've known anyway. And um, right, um, yeah. I mean, by far, ninety percent of my career has been in business analysis. So yeah, it's it's mm. fair to say, to, generally speaking, is what I've known. And uh, yeah, um, I, I think I think what keeps for me business analysis exciting is actually the opportunity to span different organisations and work in different organisations, but also span different sectors. Because mm. even though organisations have lots of things in common, they're also very different. But, you know, the things you're working on are often very different, but different sectors can be working in a completely different world quite often. Um, and for me, that keeps it exciting. And I think also challenges or has challenged me as an analyst as well. Um, you can't make those assumptions, you know, and, and, and nor should we anyway, but we can't make those assumptions. You really got to go from from the basis of nothing and and build that up. So you really need to have that strong BA toolkit um, to be able mm. to come in somewhere and do that. And uh, yeah, it's 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 it's, it's I've, yeah, I've enjoyed everywhere I work, but I guess for different reasons. And um, every organisation, every sector has brought its own challenges, but also opportunities to grow. So um, yeah, so I'd, I'd recommend that to people if if they're you know maybe been in one sector. I think there's a huge amount of value often spanning different sectors. Yeah, no, you know, you just reminded me of one of the reasons why I chose to become a BA was was purely because of that. So before I was a business analyst, I was working in sales and account management. And my experience at the time was purely in like one sector, which is financial services. And I didn't feel like I had enough uh, experience to venture off into other areas without having to start again from like a junior position. So when I was thinking about careers, I actually thought to myself, what's a career that would allow me that flexibility to be able to go from one sector to another? And business analysis was one of them, which is also one of the reasons why I, I kind of made that transition. Um, what, so, so 16 years um, is the journey so far. What's been the one thing that's kept you going and still keeps you going today? Um, I think for me, there's always something to learn, isn't there? And I know it's something that's often said by many business analysts, but I think it's so true. I mean, you know, working on different domains, working in different sectors, working in different types of businesses, working in different um, different cultures that exist in organisations, working with um, a variety of different people. There's always something to learn. And that, that's not even looking at things like the world of tech and everything else that sit around it. So, yeah, for me, I think it's that variety day in, day out, which is which has kept me in it and uh, makes me excited every day, to be honest, to carry on staying in, in one profession. And some people go, oh, you know, how can you do one thing um, over and over again for 16 years? Well, every day is different, genuinely is different. I mean, even more mm. so since I've set up um, Herd, um, probably for obvious reasons. But even prior to that, um, every day is different and brings different challenges. Don't get me wrong, there are some things which are very similar. Um, sometimes you can be doing the same thing. Oh, okay, done this a few times before. <laughs> um, but actually the challenge that sits around it quite often is very different. And um, the thing yeah. you're trying to solve can be quite different. So. Yeah. I, what about you, Tanda? What what keeps you in it? What what keeps you in analysis? Do you know what? I think it's the same thing. Um, continuously learning and developing, uh, and also being not being bored, um, which is a which is an interesting thing. So even though you can get bored in some area or doing the life cycle of a project, 
um, I think fundamentally as a, as a career, it's hard to be bored when, you, as you've said, you can go into healthcare, financial services, agriculture, um, government, uh, and everywhere else, you know, you can really kind of challenge yourself to be in new environments that you've never worked in and continuously grow and develop and learn. And oftentimes, actually, in meetings, I'm the person who knows the least about the thing that we're talking about. I'm just the one who's, I guess, brave enough to be asking the questions of, okay, tell me about this. What does that mean? Can you break down this and this and the other? And I think that that in and of itself keeps me like really engaged and, and into it. So that's what keeps me going. But I haven't got 16 years yet, so ask me again in another 12 years. <laughs> I feel old now, Tom, though. This is... this. I was having a conversation last year at the OPNBA conference. You can just be in young business analysts if you're under 35. So I'm just in it by literally months, weeks now. Um, so I'm, I'm clinging on to it. I'm clinging on to it. But, um, Cling on to it as much as you can. Not, not a problem there. Cling on to it as much as you can. <laughs> so most professionals, at least in, in, in my understanding anyway, most professionals would, particularly BA professionals, would obviously... Um, would go down the road of continuously developing their careers in some shape or form, um, whether that's you know through employment or even become contractors, for instance, or consultants, consultants even. Um, but then you've chosen to go down the road of actually starting your own business analysis consultancy practice, um, as opposed to kind of carrying on as a BA or carrying on in another field uh, completely differently. What's what inspired that that journey for you? Good question. Um... I think for me, um, there's a few things. I think one was I was, um, you know, over the years, had the pleasure of leading, developing, growing, maturing a number of BA practices. And obviously, um, some of those are particularly large. Some of them had, you know, around 300 analysts in them. Um, And as a result, I've worked with a number of consultancies over the years. Um, And, you know, of all sizes, um, you know, from the very small boutiques all the way up to, um, the very large big four consultancies and quite often I've been quite underwhelmed with them um, particularly leading the profession and we've relied on them sometimes for um, to, to solve particular things or to flex the team up um, in terms of numbers at particular times um, I mean not always I have been I've been pleasantly and, and, and surprised and I'm very happy with, with a number as well over the but generally speaking, I've been quite disappointed with, with many. And I think, oh, wouldn't it be great if there was just a specialist consultancy out there, if somebody actually lived and breathed and just wanted to do business analysis, and that's what um, that's what their business was. And um, and for me, that was one of the main reasons for establishing Herd. Um, and another was actually I wanted to try my business analysis skills in a slightly different context. So actually setting up a business using those business analysis skills along with other skills, um, but using that in a way which it's probably different to what I've used in the past. Um, most of my career, I've been employed in an organisation. I've done some stuff where I've been a self-employed um, contractor or consultant as well. Uh, but that's been as a, a one-man band. It's been as Jamie, not been as a team and um, a, a team of consultants. It's 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 been as it's either been as me or been as been in employed capacity. So I think there were two of the main drivers. And I think um, the third thing as well, um, if I had one more, was that. Um, I've always loved what I can do, and I think I've always believed in the potential of what high business analysis can help organisations do and achieve. And I think um, it's so much more than where business business analysts just operate today, typically. Mm. Um, I think there's, there's many, many more organisations that could 
that could benefit from business analysis and, and the skills that, that that brings. And I think there's many of the dimensions that are just outside or maybe more the typical dominance of, of, of business and uh, typical tech dominance of, of business analysis. And I know we have business analysts working in business change and, 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 and transformation initiatives, but generally it anchors around some form of technology in the form of technology that's on a computer um, and, or involves a computer, or involves servers and involves software. And actually, you know, if you look at manufacturing, yes, there are computers and robots, but they're very, very different. And I think there's a huge opportunity there for, for business analysts to play a more um, you know, a more increasing role, and similarly with many other walks of life too. So that that's one of the that's the third reason, I guess, for why we've established and what why we've established heard. And um, yeah, business analysis is our business. We do one thing, um, so there's a bit of pressure on doing it well. Um, and um, and actually, we're competing with many many other consultancies of all sizes, um, but often they deliver a full service. They deliver not just business analysis; they bring in a whole host of other professions and skills, but they maybe don't specialise in one thing necessarily. And, and there's a challenge there as well. I like that challenge, um, I guess. Mm, mm. Yeah, and, and for just following on on, on on our last point, what would you say an organisation uh, would expect to benefit or reap as a reward by, I guess, working with a specialist business analysis consultancy as opposed to a, a jack-of-all-trades consultancy, so to speak? Yeah, um, it's, it's a good question. I, I guess my answer might be slightly biased here. So bias warning coming up for, for anyone listening. Um, but um, but of course, I, I would say there are many, and I think genuinely there are many, hence why, um, you know, established herd, you know, um, anyway, in its own right. And, and I think unlike many full service consultancies, you maybe cover all professions, we, we do that one thing. So we have to be good at what we do. We have to make a positive and lasting impression. Um, otherwise, why would an organization look to appoint a specialist consultancy if you know better than consultancies that can do lots and lots of things? Um, so I think that's um, you know a, a, a benefit for, for clients and prospects alike. Um, but also, we're looking for people who also believe in our, um, I guess, mindset as a consultancy when we're recruiting. And also, when we go into organizations, this is what we expect to Deliver. So for, for us, we you know we call ourselves a specialist business analysis consultancy. Maybe seen on social media, we call ourselves a rock star business analysis consultancy. Um, I must add, none of us can play the guitar, so we're not that rocky, really. Uh, but we do oh, like that. I know, I know, I know. I, we might get a guitar at some point and, and try and play Wonderwall or something. But at the moment, no, we're, 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 none of us are none of us are rock stars in that sense, anyway. Um, I, can, but, I can imagine your your company meetings are basically just rocking out on the stage. That's what I pictured in my head. They do it. I know. Well, I, I probably have to disappoint you, Tanda. There's no instruments involved. Um, but yeah, we, we do drop in obviously lots of different rock references, I guess, sometimes and, um, you know, make it quite lighthearted in that sense. But yeah, we, um, but as, as, as a consultancy, you know, our, our main reason for existing is that we believe in impactful business analysis. And, and for us, that looks like a business analysis that challenges thinking, that influences decisions and solves problems. And, and that's, that's why we exist. That's why we think we can do something that's more um, uh, more of a specialist offer, but hopefully more of an impactful offer for, for clients as well, regardless of what type of business analysis they're looking for, whether it's in a you know agile delivery or, 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 or you know a non iterative based delivery method, whether that's in um, more product or service led delivery or project or program led delivery, whether that's tech or business change led. 
um, mm. you know, and, 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 and everything else that sits around. And, and um, yeah, I, we, you know, impactful business analysis can have a, a huge impact for the better on organizations and, and, and that's why we exist mm. yeah and you know that's such a powerful thing to say because even when i think about um within organizations and with organizations that have got business analysis in their teams even within organizations that have got business in their teams don't actually fully appreciate or utilize the value of a business analyst in the team uh, and so it's quite powerful for you to actually say well we're coming in as a consultancy we specialize in this superpower that maybe they don't really appreciate or even fully grasp to say okay but what exactly does business analysis give me or bring to the table um but i I I definitely think that there is power in you know what you're saying which is you're going in and saying this is what we specialize in and um the results should hopefully speak for themselves for them to be able to then see actually there is value in business analysis and not only business analysis, but business analysis done to a certain standard and a certain level that is, you know, quite high caliber. Um, so I really, I really do like it. I like the ethos. It's really great because, um, yeah, <laughs> not everyone values BAs in the way that they should. But again, that's a biased perspective from my part sometimes. I, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad you like it, Daniel. And I think, yeah, for 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 us, um, you know, we're hoping this is, you know, the byproduct of all of this is actually elevates the wider profession, um, and we're all rock star BAs. You know, we, we all know we're rock star. I mean, whatever music genre you like, we can change the rock star and put R&B star. We can put pop star yeah. and put whatever. But we're all, we're all rock stars or star um, star BAs at heart. And I think, but like, like you say, I think it's an interesting point. Lots of organizations maybe don't always, or some organizations may, maybe rather than lots, but some organizations don't often see that because either that delivery framework doesn't allow business, anal- business analysts to have the opportunity to, to do more than X, Y, or Z, and it can be quite constrained. It could be that you've got lots of other professions working around you that are possibly, or taking a little slice of stuff that may be business analysis. It could be product, it could be UX, it could be, um, you know, design, it could be um, a whole research, it could be a whole host of things. But actually, um, if you're only getting a chance to contribute to a small piece of the pie, you know, it's only going to taste in that one bit of business analysis. The rest of it may not. Um, I just made it up on the fly. Hopefully that analogy works. But um, yeah, so, so yeah. And, and I, so I think for us, that's that's a, a byproduct of what we want to, you know, hopefully achieve in, in the wider profession is that you know, you know, this is an important profession which helps organisations. I think, like you say, we're all biased and we believe that. But actually, it does that by you know influencing decisions. It does that by challenging thinking. It does that by solving problems. And it's it's mm. more than just an artifact. Um, production line which I think you know some people who aren't analysts may sometimes have that view particularly if they've only ever seen a small um, a small slice of where business analysis can can, can operate. Mm, yeah that's a fair point as well. Did you have any did you have any particular challenges when you were starting your consultancy that came up along the way? Oh well because we're only six months in I, I, I think if I had the team on here um, as well I think you'd probably say we have one every day at least and um, and often that's using RBA um, you know tools and techniques and our mindset to often approach those um, and it's, it's buried I mean every day there is something that comes up and some of those are you know or most of those are actually just more around running and, and, and developing a startup organization um rather than maybe around business analysis a consultancy per se um but i think um 
I, th I think for us, that's also part of the enjoyment. So when we were bringing people on and growing the herd, or as we say, growing the team, growing the herd, we, we actually are very honest with people and say, you know, we work with some really amazing organizations to do really interesting stuff. And you belong to that organization while you're there, albeit temporarily, but also, you, you know, of course, you know, a part of herd and part of that culture. And actually, you've got to be comfortable riding that startup roller coaster there's ups and i mean some days is real ups it's like you know might have um you know done an amazing piece of work for an amazing client we might have won a new piece of work we might have brought someone else into the team we might have had a nice team um team event out going for a nice lunch or doing something you know a fun social event or whatever but another day is it can be like oh we've missed out on this or we've missed out on that or we, you know this is really tough or um and because it's a very small team um everything in the organization is exposed to everybody in that team whereas if you work in a bigger organization typically you might only you might only see a very small subset of what's really going off but everyone sees everything and in a way contributes i think whether it's marketing whether it's finance whether it's sales and business development whether that's delivery whether that's um you know looking at how we work as an organization whether it's looking at our cyber security policies procedures everything everyone's involved and everyone's having to use their BA mindset in probably a more typical approach often with some of our clients and also in, in a in a less typical approach in terms of helping a startup organization to 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 grow and, and, and to hopefully thrive and and, and and mature as well from a place mm -hmm. of nothing to a place of something and we're sort of gradually going up those steps and have been each each week each month and um but it's still obviously a lot more to do and and it's an exciting place to be, but it's there's ups and downs as well. Um, there's, you know, there's, there's sometimes less stability than there would be working for a larger organisation. Um, but it allows you to use your BA mindset in, in, in two different contexts, I guess, which can be an exciting challenge, I think, for most people, myself included. It sounds it. Sounds it, it sounds it. Um, so from, from, a, from your personal experience, you mentioned about the ups. Uh, what would you say is one of, been, one of your most rewarding experience should i say through this journey even though i know it's only six months in but what's been like one of your biggest wins so to speak um i think for me um it's tough to pick one thing out um but if i was to give a very broad answer it would be it's the ability to grow an organization that stands for something which um you know i believe in and i guess i'm probably you know leading that that, that voice for, to attracting hopefully others to come into the organization not also believe in it um and it's probably not so often you get to do that in, in a place because you go in somewhere and it's already got its own mission you know its own mm. reason for being and, and that, that 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 reason for being for herd is you know refining it as we grow the team and people are inputting their experiences but ultimately it's around you know being a specialist in one thing and 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 and, and doing an you know an amazing job that's impactful um, that's better than what clients can get elsewhere and better than what um, other alternatives would be in terms of whether that's, um, you know, working with different types of consultancies or contractors or whatever else. Um, so for us, that that's the space we're in. That's the thing that's probably the, the biggest high um, that, 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 we're, that we're getting in that we're all shaping it. We're all pushing towards the same end goal. Um, and, um, yeah, I guess... Being a startup as well, we've got we've you know we've 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 got those little headaches sometimes that sit around it. You know, like oh, 
okay, payroll software doesn't work today. How do we fix payroll so it does work? And okay, we've got, um, you know, we've got a tender piece of work we're doing, but actually there's various legal things we're not that familiar on. How do we find out about those legal things to make sure we're in a good place to apply for it? And, you know, mm. that, that's just, that can happen in half an hour. <laughs> yeah. That variety yeah. of stuff, um, yet alone yeah, over the course yeah. for a day or a week or a month. Yeah, no. To be to be fair, I mean, it sounds like you're having a lot of um, a lot of successes. Um, but yeah, to your point, I think it's the, the point that you mentioned there around having the team around you who are equally as invested in this as you are as the founder of this uh, consultancy is probably quite a powerful thing to to state and to say because um, that's often hard to 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 do even within teams, right? It's hard to find people who are equally as invested and as passionate about a project. Um, but you know we're talking at a, at a larger scale at this point about being equally passionate about a company, not just a piece of work, so to speak. So that's um, that's a powerful thing to get to, actually. I think. Yeah, yeah, we cheers to that. I mean, I wouldn't say we're always every day, but that we've got we've got something they're aiming towards, and I think um, you know that ability for everyone to shape it is something which I'm keen on. There's no point hiring great people if they haven't got the opportunity to shape it and challenge it and to refine it and. Mm. Um, you know the team have um, got on board already. Very, very lucky to have them. Um, awesome group of people. Um, we've got another awesome group of people that we're looking to bring on board into herd. We've got you know we've got a waiting list, if I'm honest, which is a lovely position to be in. Um, that nice. are just brilliant people, and um, and we want to bring them on board. And you know we can't do that until we've got the right you know um, a structure in place in terms of business coming in and ability to pay bills and things. But um, but actually everyone's often probably challenging me and going, okay, we said this is the mission and now we're deviating from that. Is that the right thing? Good, good point. Are we deviating in this particular instance here? Okay, we might be deviating a little bit, but is that the right thing to do? And um, it's, it's nice for people to buy into the, that, that mission and vision so much that they're then challenging you and going, hey, what's all this about? Um, yeah. Tell you we're doing this. And um, so, yeah, it's, 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 it's nice. It's, it's a nice feeling to have that when other people are pushing in the same direction and buying something just as much as, you know, almost as much, if not sometimes in some case even more um, than I do. So, uh, which, yeah. which is wonderful. Yeah. No, 100%. Um, so, Herd Consulting is obviously business analysis focused consultancy working with organizations to deliver business analysis and their projects. But I understand that you get involved in other pieces and bits of work uh, outside of, I guess, that. What? So, could you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I'll, I'll probably start from the beginning, actually, if that's right, in terms of what her consulting is. And um, mm. so, you know, we like I say, we call ourselves a rock star business analysis consultancy. Um, but in short, we, we help organizations of all sizes, in all sectors, you know, in all verticals, do business analysis. And, and with that, there's a number of different things that that looks like. Um, and, um, you know, that's what we know. That's what we love. We, we don't try and pretend to do anything more or anything um, less than that um, and for us our, you know that mindset I spoke about at the beginning in terms of being impactful business analysis that challenges thinking you know influence decisions solves problems it's something that we that spans across all of our three core offers um, and one of those you're absolutely right and there is around BA delivery you know the BA delivery partner so helping organizations do business analysis and delivery whether that's you know high level scoping and pre-discovery work all the way through to discovery you know an alpha beta delivery post go live you know all, all the things that then come with that um and we could be coming at any point in in terms of that delivery life cycle so some clients 
might want us to come in right from the beginning of a client. So they've worked with someone else or they need to bolster up their team at a different stage or they've got a particular problem, which, you know, they they exist in BA capability, whether that's in-house or out, you know, a mixture of in-house and, 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 you know, in-source from different providers um, isn't able to solve that particular challenge or they need to increase the number of um, heads in the room to, to, to solve that. Um, whatever that may be, that, that delivery um, perspective can cover all those things. And like I say, it could be iterative, non-iterative. It could be product and service-led. It could be project or program-led. Um, and that's really exciting. And as a team, it's really exciting as well because it's like, what are we going to be working on next? Work on this for a few months and then what are we going to work after that? Work if someone's working on this for a few weeks and someone might work on that for every year. Um, so it's, it's a huge variety. But that's one of our core services, that BA delivery partnering. And then within that, um, we also have something called special missions, as we call it, which sounds very exciting. Um, we're not James Bond or anything like that. We're not claiming to be a, a 007, 007 Rockstar BA consultancy. Um, but what that looks like is actually using our BA mindset, using our BA you know, tools and techniques and an approach to solve wider organizational problems that might not fit into the norm of where we, you'd see business analysts always operating. That's a really exciting space. And um, it's something, to be honest, we haven't done much to promote, um, but we've had a few organizations say, we know business analysts, if you get a really great business analyst can help in these kind of spaces as well. Is that something you could help with? Or could you help us with this? And we're going, yeah, business business analysts are the right the right profession and the right mindset. We can we can support this, you know, solving problem X or problem Y. So that, that's, that's, that's one thing. And like I say, delivery spans those two things. Second thing is practice consultancy. So what do we mean by that? Well, I mean, helping organizations get the most impact from their professional analyst practices and communities. So it could be helping organizations establish their own for the first time. It could, could be conducting um, a health practice assessment. Um, so organizations have that impartial view and baseline of how they're performing. And, and, and an action plan of where they can then improve particular things. It could be helping more established practices with very particular initiatives, such as developing or implementing a skills framework or designing and delivering an in-house development program. Um, and there's, you know, there's lots of development programs out there that are, are aimed at maybe junior people coming in. And I think apprenticeship in particular is a brilliant standard for that and there are other things as well. Uh, but it could also be helping people grow from a mid-weight business analyst to a senior. And, and we've got experience with doing that in other organisations when we want to help clients with that progression. It's often somewhere where it's quite a grey area. How do you get from mm. being a BA to a senior or a senior to a lead? And it can be like, oh, who knows? Who knows? And, you know, whilst <laughs> there are frameworks out there, it's often not a clear pathway for people to follow. Um, and our and our our last thing is something called talent herds, as, as, as we call it. And that's it's a two-year academy. Um, we've designed it with industry leaders. and is to help the business analysts or develop business analysts of the future that have the skills they need now, but also the skills of tomorrow. Um, and that works on a model where we would go out, we recruit, we, we, we train, we then deploy and, and develop BAs centered around a herd mentality in terms of, uh, well, not herd mentality, but a herd concept, um, not herd mentality. And uh, But the, the power of the herd in that, you know, it's a collaborative and curious bunch of people, and, and as, as our elephants, hence our logo, and mm. um, and that's centered around a really experienced and passionate coach and mentor who's there to support that herd's growth in in the profession. 
Um, and really, that's for organisations that are looking to invest in their talent pipelines and acknowledge, you know, business analysis is an important skill set for the future of their business. And that's something that's quite new. Um, you know, it's always been one of the main reasons setting up Herd in terms of the offer. Um, but it's something which um, we've been developing behind the scenes and fine tuning and getting feedback from here and feedback from there and been adding other things. And and like I say, it's important for us that if we're putting people on a really structured and, um, you know, uh, program for individuals where they're investing two years of their time and organisations they're investing two years of their time and, and, and the cost mm. that comes of it. We want to make sure mm. BAs have got the skills they need for tomorrow, not just for today. And for me, that covers things around ethics. You know, we've got, we talk about big data, we talk about AI, everyone's playing around with chat GPT, um, everyone's using robotics to automate particular things. Um, what does that mean? You know, who, who does that ethical analysis to understand stuff? And for me, that's a space where we as business analysts, um, I, I can see as evolving more and more into that. So that's an important part I think we need to play in, um, particularly as business analysis matures and the, 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 the wider world around it is evolving. Um, similarly around when we're explaining really complex um, scenarios to people, how can we break that down in a really fun way, but also engaging way? Um, so, you know, that visualization that way to visualize things and facilitate things in a visual manner is really important um we're often talking about really complicated stuff not always but often we are so how can we distill that down in a way which people understand it uh and can contribute to it and can you know refine it and say no don't do that i understand it now don't do that do this why because actually we know from user insight it's telling us this or telling us that um so there's, there's all that kind of stuff and um, that's something we're particularly passionate about as an organisation is the Talent Herd offer. It's something we're really excited on. It's it's a big thing. It's a big. It's a it's a two year commitment. Um, it's got the element. You know, it's got the apprenticeship at the heart of it for the BA skills of today. But like I say, we've got the other stuff for the the BA skills and, and mindset and, and behaviours of tomorrow um, that, that complements it, as well as as well as some other bits and bobs too. So we're we're really excited about talent herd we're in, we're in talks with a couple of really large organizations um, it's not something we're um it's not something we're probably going out banging our door to everyone so we want to test it with a couple of people who we have got those good relationships with and we know where individuals are going to thrive um in, in that kind of culture and environment because they're working again for two organizations with the end client and, and herd so it's important that that end mm. client has that that right setup um for them to mm. grow and, and and to develop um, but yeah, so so that's that's what we do. Um, that's what we offer. And um, and like I say, by doing that one thing, there's always that pressure, <laughs> a healthy pressure to make sure. Say, look, the same specialist in something. We've got to do a good yeah. job. We've got to do a good yeah. job and a better job than everyone else can do. Um, and um, that's something that I and a team are often mindful of, and we. Um, you know, we, we invest a lot into our approaches and into our um, in, in, into development to ensure that our people are best placed to do a brilliant job for clients um, and for our partners. Yeah, yeah, and and um, you know, hearing all of the things that are happening and heard, it's very easy to see why you and your team are equally as passionate about everything that's happening. You know, you're doing a lot of exciting work there. Uh, and it sounds it sounds like you're in for a very long, crazy but good ride. I say <laughs> for for the kind of things that you're gonna get involved in. Um, you touched on just in the end that you touched on like 
BA skills for the future and things like that. So just kind of thinking, say, I don't, I, I don't know, let's just say five years or, or five years from now, uh, what what do you envision herd consulting looking like? As, as an organization or? As a, yeah, as, as a, an organization, as, yeah. Oh, good question. I mean, we all have dreams, right, I guess. Um, yeah. But uh, <laughs> I think I think for us, you know, we, we're really passionate about elevating business analysis and I think what comes with that you know hopefully for us is a is a growing organization too and um, there are some brilliant organizations out there in the consult other consultant you know wider consultancy space um, that do a brilliant job we're actually looking to partner with some of those which is which is good so we can help them elevate their BA practices too or partner with other specialist consultancies so those partnerships are really important for us um, and we'll probably see as you probably see heard over the next uh, or we'll see heard over the coming weeks and months um, announce some of those partnerships, which is which is exciting. Um, but I guess looking further ahead to five years, um, certainly a bigger herd, a bigger team. Um, certainly, um, hopefully, um, you know, we'll have done a good job in elevating that brand of business analysis for everybody. Um, and we'll have a number of people who will have gone through our talent herd proposition and come out the veranda's you know, really strong analysts who have both got the skills of today, but like I say, will be probably in that world of the skills of tomorrow in five years' time. So they will be looking at things like ethical analysis and producing recommendations off the back of things and probably also will be in the space of, okay, we're talking about big data. What does that mean from a data capture perspective and, and all those kind of all those kind of things? So um, that that's another. Um, and I think the third thing is, um, for me, and it's probably a wider one, is, we, you know, we, we are championing other partner organizations who also specialize in one or, you know, one or two things. And for me, that's where I see the market going in the world of consultancy. I think, you know, if you're, if you're working with a consultancy, you want to work with somebody who actually is passionate and loves what they do, but also, um, you know, is invested in growing continuously that skill set and, 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 and mindset um, and set of experiences. And, um, I'd like her to be in that 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 camp of other specialist consultancies, not full service, but specialist consultancies. You know, with the likes of specialist architecture ones, specialist testing ones, specialist dev ones, specialist product mm. ones, etc. Um, and uh, yeah, I want I want her to be the name that people people think of when they think of the BA one. Hopefully, so um, mm. that's our aspiration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it kind of this picture of like it's microservices and not just kind of having one monolith thing of, you know, that does everything. You've got this microservices that all connect together, but individually stand alone at the same time because you're able to focus on your areas uh, and, and deliver them really, really well. Um, which then at the end of it means that you're going to get a very, very high quality end product as opposed to a mediocre end product done by someone who does a little bit of everything okay enough, but not really detailed well enough. So, I like that approach, but very strong vision, definitely, uh, and and I like I like the sound of it. <laughs> so, Tando, you've Jamie, done a better yeah. job. Tando, sorry to interrupt you. I was going to say you've done a better <laughs> job of explaining it at the end than I did. So, if, if people just want to skip past my bit and just go to your bit, um, you did a much better job. But yeah, that 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 microservice um, way of definition is 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 a really strong one. So, if you see that on our website sometime soon, thank you. It's a good good bit of marketing <laughs> no and content advice there. 
that, that, that's I'm I'm happy for that. You know, just um, throw my name in there somewhere. I'll be okay. <laughs> we will do. <laughs> but that's that's the picture that came to my head when you were explaining it because um, I, I like to obviously think of like words, vision, should I say, kind of like breaking down from my understanding. And that's the picture that I've got in my head of this microservices. And you know, it's it's even in the tech space, that's really where a lot of things are going. Um, a lot of companies are really specializing in one thing and then just kind of partnering with other companies that specialize in the other thing that they uh, they provide rather than kind of trying to provide the full service at once. So, um, but anyway, that's the picture that I've got. Um, Jamie, it's been such a pleasure talking to you today. Uh, I'm really excited about obviously what you guys are doing at Herd and I'm really glad that we had this conversation to unpack exactly what you're offering, but also to shed a light on, you know, the... The, the power of business analysis, I think, just the simple fact that you have a consultancy that focuses on business analysis and specializes in business analysis uh, as a practice, just just goes to show the the, the 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 level of value that business analysis brings into an organization. Um, so, you know, kudos to you for, for jumping on this journey and, and starting this uh, this journey and with, with obviously your team doing amazing jobs, I, may, I imagine. So if... Two, two last questions for me. The first last question is, so thinking back to 16 years ago, Jamie, or, or around about that time, uh, the Jamie who just started his BA career knows that, you know, I'm passionate about this and I want to kind of do this in the long, long haul. Is there anything that you would say to that Jamie now based on where you are? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I think, I think for me, I, I think it comes back to something that you actually mentioned in time there around, um, we often look for a few things, I think, in business analysts generally, and we call it the three C's, but I think a lot of people may focus on two, two, two of the C's more than the third. And um, curiosity, of course, is is exceptionally important. And if you're not a naturally curious individual, it makes being a really effective analyst, despite whatever training, whatever experiences you may get to work on in terms of projects or programs or products or whatever. Um, without the natural curiosity, the rest of it then becomes exceptionally hard to make you very an impactful analyst. Um, so curiosity, of course, is really important. So make sure you're curious and maybe don't maybe waste too much time. You're not naturally curious, I would say. Um, we talk about the other C, which is which is collab, you know, a collaborative style. And of course, I think most of us as analysts are um, you know, very easy to talk to and to build relationships with. And and I think we see that across the whole the whole community, not just in the UK, but across the globe, you know, from from various events that um, I'm sure you know we've both been to as well as many people listen to this too. Um, but the third thing, which is probably something that I would say to myself and um, to, to answer your question, is is courage. You know, have that courage sometimes to ask those daft questions. And it's something we talk about so much. We really don't focus on what empowers people to have that courage in the first place. It's very easy to say, have courage, yeah, have courage. But what what empowers you to have that courage? And I think every, that's quite. You know, some things which can be common across all individuals is some things which are quite unique. And for me, I'd probably have encouraged myself with hindsight to look back and go, what would have been what would have empowered me more to have more courage in certain situations to to challenge various things um, and to challenge them with, with confidence. Um, and um, you can only really do that when you know yourself, I guess, to some extent. But actually, as a 18, 19 year old lad, Obviously, I didn't really know myself, and all I was interested in was um, was beers and going out and everything else, and uh, probably not into 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 really getting to know myself. But 
That's that's mm. the, I think that's advice that I would give. Um, I think the rest are you know equally as important, but I think they're probably more obvious. Um, but actually, understanding yourself to so you feel confident to have that courage can can be the difference between you being a brilliant analyst that probably no one sees versus being a brilliant analyst that people do see. Um, mm. Mm. Yeah, what, what, and, and they and they no go ahead. No, I was, I was going Tando. Go on. I was asking another question back to you. I was going to say, what what advice would you give to a young Tando? Oh my God, um, that is such a good question as well. You know, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna pick it back off the courage bit. I think I, I definitely think um, I didn't have the courage that I needed when I was younger to, um, I guess, to take the courage and, and, and to your point, courage to ask the questions, uh, the courage to challenge things that are happening that you know I think are wrong the courage to put my hand up and and speak my voice I think that was a big one for me it took me it took me a long time to learn how to just kind of speak my voice without feeling like I needed to copy somebody else or try and be like another person in the team to be heard um, but I would also say on the curiosity bit it's being curious enough to try things I think um, you know it took me a, it took me it took me quite a while to to actually then say let me just try being a business manager, being a business analyst. Um, and it, it just took me forever because I just wasn't, uh, I was just holding myself back with so many different reasons. But actually, if I just leaned on that curiosity a lot more and just said, I'm curious to learn a bit more about BA, let me just jump into that and see what happens. Or I'm curious to learn a little bit more about um, the agile world. Let me just jump into that and see what's going on and just put myself in an environment that I'm uncomfortable with and I'm just unfamiliar to me but just lean onto that curiosity a lot more rather than just kind of holding ourselves back because of fear of this or that or the other. So that's probably what I'd say as well. Um, because the, the, when you were thinking, when you were saying in the three Cs, the sound like values. <laughs> Let's start ahead in my head. <laughs> well, to be honest, the what make up what we look for on our talent herd. So when we're looking for aspiring people to come board and to, to train to be an analyst, they're three of the things we look for. And um, mm. But yeah, I, I, I really like how you've articulated that again, Tander. I think... Yeah, courage is something that's often so overlooked and actually we don't invest enough as employers as 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 as, as leaders or as managers of, of people to ensure we're helping them to get that courage but also similarly as individuals we don't often know to ask for help in that area you think about the technical the world of what we need to learn of, of, of it but also the technical world of being an analyst and they often mm-hmm. think about okay i'm already curious that's cool i'm, I'm a curious individual um, I always think these things, but then you do any you act on it is, is a difference, isn't it? And you can think things, yep. but if you don't then act on it, then that that yep. that that, that yep. value is never going to be, um, you know, realised or, or in any kind of way. So, um, mm. so yeah, I'd, maybe it's a Chesterfield thing, this courage piece. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, <laughs> maybe it is. Maybe it is. We need to move to, to our neck of the woods to understand it. <laughs> um, final question for me is. For people who have listened to you and they want to connect with you or they want to kind of connect with you and f- figure out how they can either be part of the herd or support the herd or in any way, shape or form, what is the best place that they can do that? Yeah, so um, feel free to get in contact by our website, which is www.herd.consulting. So there's contact information on there um, for both me and the team, actually. So there's links on there to LinkedIn profiles and Twitter profiles and things like that. Um, generally the best way to get hold of me is um, outside that is LinkedIn so look me up on LinkedIn or look the company up on LinkedIn and you can find 
uh, myself on there. So always up for a chat with um, fellow analysts, uh, whether they're starting out in their career or they're leading um, big practices um, or, you know, or anyone in the middle. So yeah, always love a good chat with fellow analysts. But yeah, feel free to get in touch. Awesome, awesome. I'll put the link in the show notes for this. Um, but it's been such a pleasure talking to you today, Jamie. Thank you so much for being on the on the show and sharing your knowledge and expertise with us. Thank, thanks for having me, Tando. It's felt like a really natural conversation and uh, you've done a superb job as a, as a podcast host. So looking forward to listening to uh, the rest of the series as it evolves. Good luck with it. <laughs>